Hello and welcome to Gender Forking, episode 7, entitled... Whomst. As in, whomst the fuck is not gender swapped in this book. Podcast, aka Stephanie Meyer's gender swapped uh, Twilight feminist, feminist manifesto, manifesto. <laughs> with Sam and Lori. I'm Sam. And I'm Lori. Today's forecast is 49 degrees and cloudy with a 10% chance of rain. The sun might come out this evening, but only for like two hours. <laughs> and it's right before sunset from 8 to 9 p.m. Wow. What a great day for vampires to go to high school. Honestly. <laughs> Today we'll be discussing chapters 17, 18, and 19 of Life and Death. The game, the hunt. Yes. Goodbye. Vampire baseball. Ooh. Absolutely iconic. Amazing. Um, really exciting to reach this part in the book that is so iconic in Twilight um, and really weird like the the actual like supernatural plot like actually. I don't know. Yeah. I mean there's been a plot, but the villains arrive, aka there is now like a real antagonist. Yeah. It's not just a struggle between like Edith's inner self and, yeah. like, Edith's monster self. Struggle between life and death. <laughs> but we can start with uh, chapter 17. It begins with Bo and Charlie yes. talking about Edith. Yes, that's and very interesting. the first thing that I noted about that conversation is that Bo has this moment where he refers to it as, like, like, Charlie's like, well, is this your girlfriend? And he's like, yeah, it's my girlfriend. He, like, m- uses the word, like, it felt weird to be, like, claiming her. And I felt, like, pride and, like whatever and like i was like that's interesting because i don't feel like bella refers to edward in that way yeah i don't think bella's like i'm claiming him as my boyfriend (laughs) that conversation was really interesting for um a multitude of of reasons um the first like sort of impression that i got from the chapter was that it's very different in terms of introducing your cop father to a girlfriend and rather than introducing him to a boyfriend absolutely with with these gender swapped characters that is and like the fear that Bo is experiencing of, like, fear of introducing Charlie to Edith is not the same as the fear that Bella was, that was experiencing about introducing Charlie to Edward. Right. Um, because with, with Edward, there's more of this threat throughout the book and throughout the series of, like, Charlie's a cop and, like, he could shoot you and, like, Mm -hmm. all these things and, like, a father being really overprotective of a daughter in, like, a dumb um, antiquated way, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would also say that after Bo, or during when Bo and Charlie are even meeting in this chapter, mm-hmm. it gives off the impression just that Charlie likes Edith. Yes. Way more than he gave off the impression of liking yeah. Edward. And, yeah, another thing that, like... Which, bitch, same. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> something that's, that's interesting is because Charlie... So Charlie's still Charlie, um, across these universes. Yeah. And it seems... Like, some of that reaction is because Edith, not only because she's, like, a girl and all those things, but because she's an attractive girl. Yeah. Um, And, like, he can, like, have these reactions to her as, like, a beautiful girl that aren't necessarily, like, out of place, but they are very different from what he would have experienced with Edward. It is kind of a strange moment when, like, Bo is like, oh, Charlie's just, like, absolutely blindsided by how beautiful Edith is. Yeah, like, Bo and Charlie can, like, bond over the fact that... Edith is so beautiful, and they're like, oh my god, how'd you ever land this person? Yeah, which is, like, a weird moment to be having with a father. Yes. 
I would say that that's an extremely substantial difference. Yeah. I was really curious about whether this conversation with Charlie about Edith was the same in Twilight. Okay, also in this section is um, Bonnie and Jules dropping by. Yes. To warn Charlie. Yes. Something about that is that we do get the name of Harry Clearwater, which is now Holly Clearwater. Yeah, Holly um, Clearwater. Another character that we haven't met yet. Jules. Something that is different from Twilight is that after Bonnie... Okay, in Twilight, after Billy and Jacob leave, Jessica calls on the phone and is, like, talking about the dance Mm -hmm. and talking about Mike and talking Mm. about how Mike kissed her. Meanwhile, Jeremy's nowhere in sight. Meanwhile, Jeremy (laughs) doesn't reach out to Bella in that way. Yeah, Um, to Bo. Bo. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. Um, Bo in that way. And then... Yeah, the human friends are, like, kind of disappeared at this point. Yeah. I, we'll probably, we probably won't see them. I mean, we don't. We didn't see them in this section, so we probably won't see them until like the prom scene. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. Yeah. They're just gone. I mean, yeah. it's like this. I mean, now from the from the meadow scene on, it's like not very much time passes. Right. Like, throughout like the whole like yeah. chase stuff. It's not like yeah. They're not at school. They're anymore. not like at school anymore. Yeah. But it's like, why would you take that moment out? Like, I guess boys don't call each other on the phone. Yeah, I guess not. So there is the conversation between Bonnie and and. Bo, yeah. Where she's like, come to warn Charlie, but Bo kind of makes her back off and like is like, hey, I know more about this than you do. Like, I'm aware that she doesn't. He he doesn't say he doesn't I'm aware say she's a vampire, like, but like that'd be too much. But um, I mean, they have that implied. understanding. Yeah. Um. And Bonnie is like, I wonder if you really know. And Bo's like, I really, really do. <laughs> like, I really got, I got it. it. Thanks. <laughs> it must be shocking to hear, like, that she or that he knows. Yeah. And is still cool with it. Yeah. But, like, also, you expect that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, as, like, a werewolf tribe. Like, you would expect that. Like, obviously, like, Bonnie doesn't know that Jules is going to change. Mm-hmm. But would immediately expect that for her daughter yeah. to be treated equally. Mm-hmm. Just, like, intolerance between vampires and werewolves is, like, so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you're both, like shunned members of the society that have to live in packs yeah and like the the sort of like supernatural like immortal enemies yeah sort of thing is which is it's just so tired (laughs) it is really tired at this point it's like i don't know if it was tired at the time that twilight was written no i don't i don't know if it if it was but no i i I actually feel like i doubt it was yeah but and now it just kind of reads as like, oh, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like, you both are experiencing, like, trouble and stigma and, like... Marginalization. Yeah. You're both experiencing these things and you can't tell... You can't work with the other group. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, later in the saga, Stephanie Meyer does sort of bridge that gap a little bit. Yeah. Which is really interesting, but it doesn't really get... At the end of Breaking Dawn, yeah. it's not like... I mean, they, they have a better relationship with the wolves, the Collins do, but yeah. they, it's not like they're going to live in harmony for the rest of forever. Like, yeah. it's not really like that. I mean, it really just makes, yeah. like, a Romeo and Juliet situation yeah. for, for Bo slash Bella, except, like... It's like... <laughs> I guess Romeo and Juliet are, like, Jacob and, 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 and Edward. Edward. And they're going... Yeah, like, Montes and Capulets, before. like, they're not allowed to talk to each other. And, and you're trying to date both of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Romeo and Juliet we deserve. So later in the section, um, Bo and Edith go play baseball with the Collins. Yep. And um, I don't really have anything specifically for, like, their interesting, like, ride over. No. It's not I that mean, different. Yeah. Except that there is a moment. I know that, like, when when she kisses him in the car. Am I imagining that, that that's more sexual than in Twilight? Like, afterwards, before they're about to run. 
Yes, like, when she's like, him. yes, when she's like, I want you to think about this instead of how you're going 100 miles an hour. Or maybe I just repressed it because it's so strange. <laughs> no, it's about the same. Okay. In stories like this, and in, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, slasher films from the 80s where there's, like, a supernatural element or whatever, like, sex is very obviously, like, this punishable thing. It's, like, yeah. very closely tied into danger. Yeah. And literally death. Yeah. It just seems... It doesn't seem less sexual. It seems more like Edward is angrier. Yes. About it. Yeah. It's the same level of sexual. He's like, let's get you out of here before I do something really stupid. He growled and it's like, yeah, I know you're angry. Yeah. And this, she mutters it. That same line. Don't forget to close your eyes. He warned severely. It's like, do you even like Just calm down. (laughs) Yeah. I think that the danger element is, I think that's something that Twilight gets critiqued for a lot. Not not in the way that like it's like a um, sort of a trope, yeah. but just like in this in the specific context of Twilight, I feel like usually I don't know it gets shit on for that. Um, but I think that's where it. Not that I want to like praise Fifty Shades of Grey or anything, <laughs> but I think that like the, the sex and danger <laughs> thing is really the underlying theme of like maybe why people are drawn to it. Um, I have a new idea. Yeah. What's your new idea? I think you know it already. <laughs> I don't. Oh. Well, we should read Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and compare it to Twilight. We should pull oh out, God. because people don't do that. People yeah, are just like, right. people just take for granted that it's Twilight fan oh, fiction. Oh, I, I don't. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, but, like, people yeah. that on the outside take for granted yes. that it's Twilight. on the outside of the Twilight fiction. Yeah, like, which is, fandom. like, so, like, it is so unrealistic that, like, Edward Cullen's sexuality would mirror Christian Grey's sexuality. Yeah. You're right. I read all of them, but... <laughs> you read... Wait. Yeah. You've read all the Fifty I've Shades of I've read all of them. Books? Yeah. What the fuck? I'm dedicated to this series. <laughs> this series. <laughs> Twilight. I don't know if I would call it canon. <laughs> it's not canon, but it's like, it's the only thing you're gonna get. You're never gonna get Midnight Sun, so like, you might as well read Fifty Shades of Grey. Or Life and Death. Right. <laughs> no, but I think we should read Fifty Shades of Grey and pull out the Twilight similarities. Mm, that's an idea. I'm not opposed to it. Okay. But I am opposed to it. (laughs) Um, The thing that I pulled out first from, and really only from this baseball chapter, because I think that the game plays the same, mm -hmm. and I I don't know enough about baseball to say if it plays differently, Mm -hmm. is the conversation between Ernest and Bo about Ernest's tragic backstory if you will yep i wrote that too there's obvious similarities yeah i think that's just one of the backstories that stephanie meyer decided was the same yeah (laughs) which is interesting i definitely like this character i like the character of Ernest. but when it was esme the idea of losing a child and then jumping from a cliff is like that's pretty gendered when it is it's pretty gendered like no matter what but like especially when it's Esme and especially because Esme's husband was abusive. See, this is it. This is okay. Esme in Twilight says my first and only baby died a few days after he was born the poor di- tiny thing. It broke my heart. That's why I jumped off the cliff, you know. She added matter of factly, Edward just said you fell. Always the gentleman. Edward was the first of my new sons. I've always thought about him that way even though he's older than I am in one way at least. Blah blah. In in Life and Death, Ernest loses a 3-year-old. She's barely 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A two-year-old. But still, that's, that's, very, a, that's quite different. It's a large difference. Like, you have time to be a parent. Yeah. Again, like, I mean, it's not really in, in Twilight or Life and Death, but the assumption that, or not the assumption, but the, the knowledge that Esme did have an abusive partner. Yeah. Is really interesting. <laughs> I don't think that there, 
Would I feel be. like I feel like Stephanie Meyer would would omit that. Yeah, it would just be like the child dying. The child just died. It just reminds me of how she um didn't feel like sexual violence was something that could be a threat to Bo. Exactly. I don't think domestic violence would be a threat to Ernest. It was just like the trauma of having a child die, which yeah. is different. And also like I think that there like it's a definitely an intentional choice to have it be a, a different age child. Yeah. I don't know what she's going for. I need answers. In that. I don't know what she's going for in that yeah. because why not have Ernest lose a two day old baby? I don't know. As opposed to like a two year old child. Like, are you saying that is like there, is there a, a a child's name? And that did she swap no. the baby's name? The well, baby's gender? <laughs> he died after a few days after yeah, he was a, born. It's, it's a, a girl in life and death, so this this is not one of the gender <laughs> non gender swap characters. <laughs> I just think it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, what I'm thinking she might be thinking is, like, when you're a mother, you're immediately a mother as soon as the baby is born. But, like, you don't have time to become a father. Yeah. Like, you become a father over the first, like, couple of experiences, yeah, couple yeah, yeah. of years. And so they're, like, developing Ernest as, like, a paternal figure in the same way that Esme is a maternal figure. And do not tell me that being maternal and being paternal are the same thing. Yeah. Because they're not. But also, is that what she's going for? Because there's absolutely no reason for it to be a two-year-old versus, like, a couple of days old. It also implies that, like, Ernest, if is if Ernest is in, like, a, an abusive situation, stayed for two years after this baby's born. Yeah. I don't understand. What's up with that? I don't understand. I have so many questions. Yeah. Also in the section, we meet Eleanor and Royal for Word. the first time. You're right. Or, like, Bo meets them for the first time. Again, Royal just feels so much more threatening. Like, there's that threat of physical violence that we didn't have ever with Rosalie. Yeah. Even though, like, obviously she's... Rosalie was very... Equally capable. Yeah. (laughs) But just not as, like, physically, like, appearance-wise as menacing. Yeah. Though I would... You know what? Rosalie beat me up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I really have um, for, like, the actual baseball game. Towards the end of the chapter, Archie foresees... Um, the nomads that are coming, um, and then we meet them in the next chapter. Chapter 18. Yeah, chapter the 18. Hunt. The Hunt. I So last episode, I predicted that maybe Stephanie Meyer would not gender swap Victoria yeah. or some of those other characters. Bitch, but we were wrong. I was so wrong, but yeah, I still we like wrong. my idea way more. <laughs> yeah, I think your idea was much better, and when yeah. I got there, like, that's where I wrote Hoomst. Yeah. The fuck isn't gender swapped, because I... We must have missed it? It's like some something so insignificant that we missed it. Unless it's actually Carlisle's dad. Kareen's dad. Yeah, Kareen's dad. Which which is is, dumb. That is dumb. (laughs) I guess I'll Google it. I don't know. Whatever. We'll find out, I guess, later. I mean, maybe we're missing something. It was too obvious or it was too subtle. I don't know. Yeah. Really, the only thing I actually wrote for this chapter is that it's really strange that during this entire interaction with Joss and Lauren and... Victor. Victor. Could be in Twilight and I might have forgotten because it's been a while, but... Bo is, like, concerned for Edith's yes. safety and yeah. is, like, I want to protect her. Like, and I'm going to jump in front of her. It's yeah. Like you're dumb. I'm, like, you're so <laughs> stupid. There's, like, 25 other people there that are more qualified for yeah. that job than Which you. Which is so interesting because one of the reasons Steph- Stephanie Meyer claimed that, like, this book isn't different because of the genders of Bo and Bella, she said that, like, Bella was uh, always being rescued because she was human, human. Not because she's a girl. But Bella also, like, never, like, put herself forward like that and mm-hmm. was like, oh, I can, like, I want to help save The only time Edith. she did that was yeah. in Eclipse, and it 
when she, the third when wife she thing. does the third wife thing and like slices her hand yeah and distracts victoria and riley from killing edward but it's yeah. like it's it's unrealistic for her to have to have those thoughts now because she has those thoughts because she listens to the third wives yeah tale also it's like i don't know why stephanie meyer like kind of bought into the discourse that bella is always being saved because like very clearly she saves edward at the end of new moon yeah like very clearly absolutely she's not always being saved i understand that it's probably really frustrating to hear all this criticism about your book that i'm like per- like i'm yeah. personally funding yeah like i'm, I'm personally <laughs> I'm like sponsored. responsible for like a lot of the critique of twilight <laughs> however not like the basic boring bella is a whore for leading these people on mm-hmm. which like at Whatever this tumbler was there <laughs> it's not that's that critique must be really frustrating to read but like Mm -hmm. you would think that she would be able to in the same way that we are look past that and be like oh that's just a bunch of stupid people the answer is not to write life and death yeah no no (laughs) (laughs) the answer is to be like defensive of your characters and be like no actually like this is why bella is not yeah like awful like bella saves edward here bella does the right thing here like bella's a human we've gotten it a couple times we've gotten Bo. um being like, I want to protect Edith, which is just kind of idiotic and kind of defeats the purpose of Stephanie Meyer saying that Bella was only rescued because she's a human. Because yeah. It's just like, I don't think that having the urge to protect someone is a gendered thing. I think it's more of a personality thing. Yeah. Like, more pe- some people are more apt to feel protective of mm-hmm. others. And like, if that's not in Bella's personality, I don't know why yeah. it would be in Bo's. And it's, I mean, but, I mean, it's also, like, it is a very gendered thing yeah. for men to be like, I need to protect my female partner, but, yeah. like, then that's just Stephanie Meyer, like, buying into that narrative, Absolutely. which is just stupid. <laughs> I think that's more of, like, a societal pressure on that, yeah. on that level, whereas, like, like I think it is truly in some people's personality to be yes. protective. Yeah. I think I'm a pretty protective person. <laughs> you would protect Edith. Yeah. <laughs> I would protect Edith myself, <laughs> but I don't think Bo would, like, I... I don't think Bo would. I don't think Bella would, which is why I'm like, why would Bo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bella doesn't. Bella doesn't. <laughs> so he no. shouldn't. The rest of this chapter is plot-wise the same. <laughs> they have to leave quickly, and they re- once they realize that Joss is interested yeah. in hunt or is is hunting Bo, and they make a plan in the car, um, but which immediately involves um, Bo going to Charlie's house and packing up and and making him think that he's leaving town, which he is. Do you have anything else for this chapter? I think maybe Lauren is an interesting character. She's definitely, well, it's the same. I looked at Twilight yesterday when I was reading it. Um, It's the same language, description, everything about yeah. Lauren, but as, as for Laurent. But I think maybe, like, you know what? Hmm. That's lazy because she does all this, like, bending over backwards to make sure that no J names are, like, Jacob or Jessica or mm-hmm. whatever. But Lauren is a character in Twilight. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Are we meant to believe? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, No, but I I think that, like, the role of the diplomat and the false leader is very interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure if Lauren slash Laurent is canonically a black person. I don't think that... he is in the film. I don't think that... I think that, like, the fandom has accepted that this is a black person. I don't think that there was any real, like, kickback when Laurent was black in the film. I don't think anyone was like, wait a second. Well, I think, actually... I think I'm misremembering because I think everyone was like, vampires are supposed to be pale. That's right. I remember people mm, being like, how could there choice. be a, a yeah. black vampire? Mm-hmm. And it's like, bitch. It's like, <laughs> how do you think vampires are Do you are think made? that black people, when bit, 
are <laughs> they lose all their like, and, like their skin color is like sucked out of their body yeah it's like because blood provides skin color <laughs> and it's lazy because like we know later that they're well i don't know if it's lazy it might have been stephanie writing breaking dawn Mm-hmm. After all of this, and mm-hmm. being like, here's some indigenous vampires from Brazil. Yeah. Like, afterwards, mm. after she realized that, like, people were receptive to Laurent being black. I don't know. Who knows? I think, I mean, she probably realized that people more were more receptive to, like, sexuality. Yeah. When she wrote, wrote this. I want her body to be donated to science so I can personally <laughs> pick it apart and be like, why did you make these choices? <laughs> I take. <laughs> so... Yeah, chapter 19, 19. goodbyes. Always a sad chapter. Bo is escaping from Forks with all the Cullens, and he's feeling, um, I guess, inadequate. Mm -hmm. um, Because he's like, I can't believe these people are all fighting for me. And it's like, yes, and also they're fighting for their family. The only thing that I really wondered was if the excuse that he gives Charlie for leaving is the same that Bella gives. Because I don't think that it is. I think there is a little bit of an added um, section here. Let me look. You're right. You're right. It is not the section, the section on on Bo freaking out and being like Edith wants to get married and have kids and stay in Forks forever. Yeah, that's is very not different. Explicitly said in this, it's more of like a general like I'm unhappy. Blah, blah, I'm unhappy. Blah. I can't put any more roots here. I don't want to end up trapped in this stupid boring town like mom. I guess it's the same sentiment. It's the same sentiment, but it's very like interesting that Bo is like Edith wants to get married and have kids like this was your first date yeah calm down like according to Charlie you know yeah like I if I were Charlie I would be like wow that's a little also, soon you're 17 does, but like does does Charlie ask Bella if he's doing if she's doing drugs because he asked Bo if he's doing drugs <laughs> no he does not ask it's like right before that section that's no added. that's so bizarre that's so weird can you believe that only men can do drugs? Only men do drugs, and only women cry. Yeah. That's what I've really learned from life and death. Yeah. It's Hashtag not all men are drug addicts. <laughs> I think that this, in general, this section is interesting coming from Bo, because yeah. he never talk, he has never talked to Charlie like this, but I feel like Bella talks to Charlie like this sometimes. Yeah. In terms of just sort of, like, anger and, like, chip-on-the-shoulder moodiness. So when Bo's, like, telling Charlie to stay out of it and stuff, it's, like, kind of out of left field. Yeah. But honestly, the act is so interesting. Like, it reminds me of that strange added section earlier in the book where he decides to tell Taylor in a really dramatic way that he's yeah. not going to prom with her. That like is not a plan at all. Right. Um. It's that same sort of like flair for the dramatic. That, yeah. Like, feels really out of place. Yeah. Like Bella would never want that attention, and it it would feel very like. If my child came home and acted like this, I would be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I'd be like, "Yeah, go back to Phoenix." Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I think it it gets the job done, Mm -hmm. but it does read so differently. Yeah. Like, I think it's also, maybe it's, like, a play on, like, the men are more afraid of commitment kind of (laughs) thing, I guess. Yeah. But wouldn't anyone be afraid of someone being, like, I want to get married and stay in Forks forever and have children with you at age 17 on our first date? Yeah. That's all I really have for Charlie. Yeah, I was just noting that, like... I mean, I'm super intrigued by these vampires who are now women who have lived for 300 or more years. Yeah. Like, like Lauren. Yeah. Especially, Especially like, if Lauren's we take black. Lauren as black. Yeah. yeah. And French. And French, yeah. 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 Lauren decides that she's going to go up to see the Denali clan, which we will never um, hear about, rip. Yeah. And then <laughs> the Cullens leave. Uh, they split up into groups, and Bo goes with Archie and Jessamine mm-hmm. down to, to Phoenix. And then the rest of them split off to try to lead the tracker away. There's a moment, there's a few moments where Eleanor and Ernest 
pick up Bo and carry him yep. places. Mm-hmm. That is so great. Yeah. <laughs> as well as Rolo refusing to wear his clothes. Bo's clothes. Yeah. Rosalie does that as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, I always thought it was weird that Edward and Edith even ask them to do that because like obviously like obviously they're not going to yeah it's like it's also like it's maybe more believable that rosalie and bella would be able to trade clothes but with the physical description of royal as being so like large and menacing and Bo just being like some presumably lanky tall boy like like, i i don't believe that they would even fit into like most of the same clothes like maybe you could throw a jacket or something on or like sweatpants but like i don't (laughs) buy it and it makes more sense for Ernest to do it anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But there are some really great carrying bow moments, which yeah. honestly are like my favorite part of this whole book so far is when people pick bow up and are like, you can't walk fast enough, you <laughs> dumb human. I'm really excited for these next sections. Hang out more with Archie and Jessamine. Yeah, absolutely. And their backstory. I think, let's see. We're almost done here with the book. I think we're, we got about two episodes more of content. There's about yeah. six more chapters. I'm really interested to see how this is going to end because um, I think that will have a lot to do with why she's not writing more of these. But at this point, it's like, what is she going to do? Because I thought that maybe it would have to do with um, her decision to not swap some of the characters. But I guess like that was just more of like her personal preference um, rather than like a plot device. So there's like five more chapters of Twilight, four in an epilogue, mm. and this and this book is shorter. Yeah. Which is odd. Which I wonder... I don't know why. Like, how is it that much shorter? <laughs> I don't know. Because, I mean, that, that's I'm wondering a small copy, but, maybe... like, the copy of Twilight that's the same size oh. here as Life and Death is, like, almost 500 pages. Well, there's a preface and whatever of New Moon at the back of this, but mm. that doesn't add to the page count. But the, the copies this of Twilight that you have are, like, 498 pages. Yeah, and this is, a, this is 100 pages shorter. I wonder, because look at... But even with the epilogue gone, like, if they didn't do prom, it would still... I think they do do prom. There's an epilogue here. I have... uh, Once again, I have a lot of questions. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of questions as well. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to, like, dive deep into the discourse on this after reading the whole thing and being able to read what other people have written. Yeah, and staying away from the discourse. Well, stay tuned for next time for, I don't know some more stuff (laughs) Archie (laughs) yeah okay cool that's all folks thank you for listening to gender forking to stay updated about the podcast or to contact us follow us on twitter at at gender forking or like us on facebook at facebook.com slash gender forking For more Twilight content from us, you can follow our blog at bowlingshirtbellas.tumblr.com. If you haven't read Life and Death and you aren't reading along at home, visit bowlingshirtbellas.tumblr.com slash genderforking for plot summaries and more information about the text. For other inquiries, you can email us at bowlingshirtbellas at gmail.com. The music you are hearing is Thursday and Snow Reprise by Blank Kit.